0: Hey, this is Dwayne Larson, and welcome to It's a Music Thing, a podcast about, well, you guessed it, music. Each week, I'll try to bring you new stories from artists and other people in the music industry. I want to make this podcast one of your go-to music podcasts. There are a few ways you can help me make this happen. Go subscribe on iTunes, and if you feel so inclined, rate us. Also, tell your friends about It's a Music Thing. Nothing like word-of-mouth advertising. That goes a long, long way. Also, check out and follow our social media pages, It's a Music Thing MB on Instagram. Uh, on Facebook, it's It's a Music Thing. The website is itsamusicthing.com. Also, if you f- want to, drop me a line at it'samusicthing mb at gmail.ca if you have a show idea or would like to be interviewed or heck maybe you even know someone that wants to be interviewed all right enough of my droning on and on let's get on with the show Everybody, it's Dwayne, and you are listening to It's a Music Things podcast. This week's episode, I get a chance to sit down with Adam from Yes We Mystic. Yes We Mystic is a band here from from here in Winnipeg. They just released their their new album called Ten Seated Figures. I've, I've been wanting to talk to, well, just Yes We Mystic in general, the whole band, someone from the band, uh, for a very long time. They're a very theatrical band and I don't mean like even just stage theat- theatrics. I mean, just the way they they're, they're very art driven, which I really, really enjoy because there's so many different levels to this band other than just being a band. Um, so I've, I've been very interested to get a chance to sit down and talk to them kind of about their process and how things get going and, you know, things just happen, happen to happen, I guess, you know kind of being said um yeah the the new album 10 seated figures uh just released last week and they do have a album release date coming up on April 27th at the Garrick with Slow Spirit so if you don't have tickets go get them now this is going to be an amazing show and i mean you know like i always say support local blah 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 yeah i'm not going to i'm not going to harp on you um but yeah, the, the, this show is going to be really great. They they do so many fun things. This one, there's actually two Yes We Mystics, um, and they will both be on the stage. That's kind of all the hints I'm going to give you as to what's going to be happening, but both Yes We Mystics will be on the stage on April 27th at the Garrick. Uh, big shout-out to uh, my sponsors, or one of my sponsors, my only sponsor right now, I guess, uh, divinesurecompany.com. If you need t-shirts for band merch or you just want to get a one-off t-shirt made, definitely hit up Scott at DivineShirtCompany.com. Uh, you can email them, info at company.com They do screen printing, vinyl transfers, embroidery, and a lot more, and super reasonable prices. You're not kind of paying through the nose and just spending way too much so you can't make money because that's the point. You make merch, right? So you can make money. Uh, so definitely give those guys a call. Usually I have a, and I, I guess I now have a sound technician, Mike Lipanowski, uh, but he is taking a very well earned uh, vacation in Hawaii right now. So this one is because it was the the time constraints. I needed to just kind of do myself. So this one it'll sound fine, but definitely not the uh, wizardry that I'm now getting used to with Mikey kind of. Twisting the knobs and doing all the the mumbo jumbo in the background because I don't I don't know how to do it, but Mikey's amazing at it. So you know, it's it's great to have him on board. I hope he's having a really fun time in Hawaii. And yeah, here is my conversation with Adam from Yes We Mystic.
1: Uh, I'm Adam Fuhrer. I'm the the co lead singer and songwriter of Yes We Mystic. Awesome. So I mean, I guess first up, let's uh,
0: go on our way back machine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh how did Yes We Mystic kind of come to fruition? Like what was the the journey to kind of get this band together?
1: Uh Keegan, my co-lead and I, we were in another band together in uh, in high school. We actually we known each other since we were children. We did uh plays together growing up mm-hmm. and, and filmed little uh movies and, and we were always doing stuff kind of creatively growing up. <clears throat> That's the first edit. Yeah, no, that's uh, not,
0: I'll, I'll be doing it a lot, too. There, it's like, it's stuck right yeah. in my
1: throat, and it's still kicking a cold. It's yeah. a good time. Uh, so, yeah, Keegan and I, we, uh, we go way back. We were in a band together in high school. It was called Eeper Weeper. Okay. And uh, it seemed... It seems in, in in memory it kind of grows in, in how long it was a band mm-hmm. and how much of our lives it took up. But I think it was only a band for about nine months. Okay. But uh, we entered this uh, CBC contest for the to find the kind of best high school band in yeah. uh, Manitoba, and uh, we won that contest, which was wild, and and we were all in. From the 10th to the 12th grade, but there's seven of us in that band and we all were uh, from different schools, which I think was the the unique thing that we kind of brought to the table.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of weird because usually, (laughs) I mean, Winnipeg's small enough that you're going to know, especially if you're playing in a band, you're going to know other musical people. Yeah. But to all be from in high school and different schools. Yeah, most
1: of it was like, oh, that's the band from... You know, from, whatever. from everywhere, we Grand Park. Park. That's the yeah, band. yeah. But we, yeah, everyone was in a different school, and we won that contest, and it was wild. And uh, and then the band broke up in a very dramatic, high schooly fashion after that, <laughs> and and we were kind of just left to be like, oh, we're just getting started. And, yeah. You know, we won this coupon for your membership to Manitoba Music, mm. and we we're gonna do with that. And, and then so uh, Keegan and myself and uh, Catherine uh, Walker Jones, she lives in toronto now but she uh she started the band with us we were kind of the three that we just felt like no one was going to ask us to be in their band so okay. we're like why don't we why don't we start something new and that yeah. was that was yes we Mystic. so that was coming up on eight years ago okay we uh we started out in uh, in catherine's parents basement uh in in wolsey and just the acoustic instruments what we what we kind of had around we mm-hmm. uh Used our portion of the Eeper for money to buy a tambourine, and, <laughs> and uh, I had like my grandpa's uh, like I say grandpa's acoustic guitar. That's not in like a romantic way. It's like yeah. he, he has a nice one, and I had the shitty one. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. You, you got the one that got beat up on. <laughs> yeah. and just kind of left to warp. And that wasn't it. Wasn't like fifty years old. It was like he, like a pawn shop acoustic guitar. Yeah, that he was like maybe you'll. <laughs> want this because i played the piano growing up and uh and in eeper weeper which was a name chosen from a clicking random on uh, wikipedia yeah because the first month had just been arguing about names so when when that band like i don't know there's a lot of people in that band yeah and we were kind of doing the arcade fire switch around instruments Mm -hmm. uh thing and uh And how I ended up playing a bit of guitar in that band, I I can't even remember because there's a lot of people that actually play the guitar and were good at it. Yeah. Me, I I, I started playing the piano when I was four, and that that was kind of my uh, wheelhouse. But eventually, I ended up picking up, like, from nothing, playing a little bit of guitar in that band. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then when Yes We Mystic started, we felt like it should have. Some some guitar in it, mm-hmm. and I was the only one of that group that had played it at all. <laughs> yeah, and so that's that's how that it was just the
0: Three of you, like it's it the three out, of us. We we, we, we had
1: uh, there was there was another guy playing the uh, upright bass at the beginning, and then uh, about a month in, we we added uh, violin for the first time. Okay, so
0: because I think a lot of people would be really surprised if they didn't already know kind of the the beginnings mm-hmm. of yes, we missed it that it was.
1: Like, a three-piece, and... I think, you know what, I think the the three of us had the idea. I think day one we had the the fourth guy as well. Okay. So we were we're four from the...
0: And, I mean, by the sounds of it, it was very kind of bare bones, and yeah, you're just, you know, kind of figuring stuff out. Um, Did you have something in your head, kind of, you know, because, like, you listen to this new album and or the new the new songs and new album and even the last one it's super hev- not heavy as in like rock and roll like More heavy like heavy c- complex but like it's,
1: dense it's
0: it's dense like there's so many layers and just you listen to it three four or five oh. times and you're hearing something new yeah um in the early days did you kind of have like i guess you and keegan because you're the original two yeah did you have kind of
1: where you wanted to go or well we knew we had a a set of constraints we had like Mm -hmm. we we didn't have a even a speaker to plug into at the beginning and uh but we knew that we liked to to kind of push against the constraints that we had so Mm -hmm. that was kind of in like lyrical uh content and song structure were the things that we really played with in the early days yeah you know having um these kind of windy songs that went to places that you didn't necessarily mm-hmm. imagine that they would go to yeah. and then kind of like strange uh, lyrics as well. Uh, instrumentation wise <clears throat> instrumentation wise we had uh, we just had the, the five instruments to begin so we couldn't it wasn't as much uh, switching and there weren't any keyboards yeah. or anything. Um, but we uh we always tried to kind of get unique sounds out of the uh instruments and mm-hmm. and we and we we try to think, you know, like how can we what kinda of violin part would be strange to hear in a violin. Mm-hmm. And, and Catherine who played the banjo, she was especially good at uh when we did have banjo parts, having parts that, you know, you'd have these old Old banjo playing guys yeah. coming up after the show, and being like, I, "I don't know what to think about that. I never seen a banjo play like that before, but yeah. uh, I guess that was kind of kind of neat." Yeah, and uh, and we've uh, tried to try to keep that going throughout mm-hmm. the uh, the band's history. Those are kind of the the threads that that carry through. Mm-hmm. Um, Which definitely definitely shows,
0: like going from the EP to the first LP, and now to the new one. Like, yeah, you definitely hear. Not something you regularly hear a quote-unquote regular instrument play. Yeah. Like, that's the one thing I found the first time I heard you guys and even saw you guys live. I'm like, this band is fucking weird. <laughs> in a great way, because yeah. it's like, like you said, you're really taking the listener or audience member off in a different direction that you weren't really expecting it to be. Yeah. And whereas so many bands, it's like 4-4 four, four time, you know, course first, course, whatever done so I mean you guys and I would put you like right up there alongside like Royal Canoe mm-hmm. that are is just creating art basically which is fact you awesome um, so you start to get the bands together yeah or not the bands you start to get like the the pieces the, in place yeah. for, for yes we mistake uh, how long before you guys decided it's uh, this time to put out that time to record for the first time
1: um, the very very first recordings that we ever did, I don't think anyone ever heard, but they were with our, our former uh, Eeper Weeper bandmate uh, Levi Quaid. Okay. He's he's played in other great bands in the city, but him and uh, his, his dad uh, was in bands in like the nineties, and he uh, had a, a kind of rudimentary recording setup. So mm-hmm. we, um, you know, early on, we're up there fiddling around, working on demos and stuff. I don't think anyone ever, uh, ever heard, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was probably, I think, yeah, two years in, <clears throat> we went into the studio for the first time and, mm-hmm. and recorded that first EP. And, um, I remember, you know, being exposed to some instruments that we hadn't had around we knew we mm-hmm. wanted to kind of build up the songs and make them a little grander than, than they had even been at the beginning. I remember being excited by the prospect of having like like something that could hold a note extended like a, you know mm-hmm. the sound of an organ or like a yeah. an accordion you know something that could like like have a kind of drone that held through Yeah, I remember sure. being obsessed with this idea early on being like how can we like without ugh, buying a keyboard you know that's yeah. so much money yeah. but how can we and, and, um you know I couldn't wait till we do we had something like that and uh and I bought like a freeze pedal off uh, off Kijiji that like so I could play a chord and I could just go on indefinitely and I I remember chasing after that uh, and and uh, that being like an exciting moment yeah early on and then then the keyboards started to add up and the (laughs) the pedals started to add up and pile on yeah until we have anything we can kind of dream up at our disposal now more or less
0: what what was it like going through kind of the recording process of the first ep like was that i mean obviously it's the first time as a group you guys are in the studio yeah so was it fun or was it like kind of stressful because you i mean you want to get stuff in there and you know not waste time and money
1: yeah i think recording is like part you know just trade and art and it's part Mm -hmm. like logistical Beast And it's part, like, it's all these different things. Like, you have to leave some time to experiment and find that kind of, you know, studio magic. But also, it's like, there's a schedule and there's... And there's a budget. And there's more money than you can imagine going by the minute and and all this. And so, yeah, I remember having a really good time in the studio making that first EP. Kind of having set out what we wanted to... Accomplish. I think mm-hmm. we went like a day over that what we imagined it would it would take. Um, and yeah, that was really kind of a starting point. If you you know fast forward to now, yeah. I produced this album that we are coming out with. And so you know back back in EP one, that was kind of like wide eyed, really figuring out how things worked. That didn't yeah. know if, you know all, like, all records were. Made by bands, standing there playing at the same time all together, or yeah. you know, multi-tracking, or um, you know, the intricacies of making scratch tracks, even having yeah. having playing through things rough once mm-hmm. at the beginning, so that everyone else comes in playing, you know, kind of knows where they are in the song, and, yeah. and how that could take almost a, a full day to get, uh, you know, something that's in tune and in time, and for yeah. all the different songs so that you have a solid foundation to then bring in the drums. And that was um, mm-hmm. our, our, our drummer, Jordan Ottenson. We met him uh, in the studio playing on that first EP. It was our oh, session okay. drummer, because yeah. we didn't actually have uh, drums in the band at the time. If mm-hmm. you go back far enough, it was just Keegan playing the tambourine with his uh, foot was all the uh, oh, percussion nice. that we had. <laughs> and so... We you know had a couple ideas for what we wanted with drums and and for the most part they're pretty simple on that um, first EP but that's when we met Jordan
0: yeah and that that's actually kind of when you guys I mean came on a lot of people's radar mm-hmm. is um, and the first EP I just got it written down I'm very bad with things so that's I'm okay. old I got to write things down <laughs> that's okay. uh, the
1: first EP Vestige, Um it's actually the second EP. Or second EP? Yeah, the first EP was called Floods of Fires. Okay. And that's the very folksy bare bones oh, one. Oh, okay. I remember uh it being brought to my uh I, I remember being suggested that we put like there's a guitar part that we'd have like some distortion or overdrive on. Okay. And me being like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. It seems a little out there for for what we're trying to do. Yeah. And then uh how far we've come. Yeah.
0: Okay. So the, <laughs> so the then second EP, Vestige, vestige, vestige was number um, two. <clears throat> that's when I think, as far as I know, I yeah. mean, I hadn't really heard of Yes We Mystic before Vestige. And that one, I think, caused a lot of people to talk mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, all around Winnipeg, there's these flyers of just this man with no information on it. Yeah. And then, the, I mean, the, I think, if I remember correctly, it's been a while. But then, like, the media picked up on it and was like, what, what is this? Like, Yeah, um, that
1: vestige is kind of where we found ourselves, both mm-hmm. musically and, and just kind of creatively.
0: And going into that, that, so I've always wanted to ask, I'm like, whose idea was that? And what was kind of the idea behind that drove that, you guys, to do that?
1: I, you know, I I couldn't even remember who had the idea in the first place I, I know that we we found the image that was mm-hmm. to become the um, the EP cover and it's just like we didn't do much to that image it was a picture uh, found in a uh, antique store and it's of this man and entirely surrounded by darkness mm-hmm. um, even like his torso kind of fades into yeah. darkness still don't know the kind of process by which this picture was uh was taken but something about the expression on that guy's face just kind of wrapped up what we were doing at the at that time in that moment and so i brought that to the group and uh keegan uh had recently gotten a tattoo in which he had um gotten his grandmother who was quite elderly to write the word vestige down on a piece of paper and he got that uh, tattooed onto his arm as itself, a uh, a vestige of her, mm-hmm. and uh, and those two things just kind of came together at at the time to we we knew that's what we wanted the yeah. uh, the EP to be. Um, as for the posters, you know, I, it was important to us to not have any text on them or any. We, we knew it would make it all the more kind of strange because mm-hmm. in seeing something like that, you want it to say, you know com or like Oreos.com or yeah. whatever in the bottom of it. And and so, you know, that kind of brings it into, oh, this is trying to sell me something. But mm-hmm. there was something striking about that image that we just wanted to like put up and, and see what happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did. We had that poster made. We put it up all over. And then there was just such a wide range of uh, reaction to it. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, people thought it was hilarious. People thought it was like... Scary. There was like, um, you know, people calling into radio stations, (laughs) kind of like freaked out about this is some kind of plot that's going on in the city. I know that the free press picked it up and was like, you know, posting on their social media. Do you know, does anyone know where these kind of posters are from? Yeah. And then uh, right before we announced, we kind of had this like, oh shit, all those people that have seen this, they're not going to be able to trace it back to us at any point like yeah. you know there there is this disconnect between what you see when you're walking down the street and then what you see on the internet yeah. and it's you know, it takes some advertising dollars to be able to bring, you know, for sure, even just to see a poster on the street and then get home and go on Facebook and see that same thing. That yeah. Someone's spending big bucks yeah, yeah. to get that to happen. And we had zero bucks. Yeah. And so we took uh, gold Sharpies and tried to remember everywhere that we put up the poster to write, uh, go back and write uh, That's awesome. the name of the EP and the, and the date it came out. And uh, that was not... That was, a, that was a thought that happened after we put them up. For sure. Yeah, yeah. We were flying by the seat of our pants there. And then, you know, went on tour, put up that EP. It was uh, quite well received and, and got a bunch of press. And then we were off to... It was album time after that.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, going back to the, the thing that I said, it's like you guys are creating like art. Like to that, to me, that is like an art installation Throughout the city, mm-hmm. that just because it makes people talk. Yeah. And like I didn't like I remember seeing them up, and I'm like, I'm like that's that's kind of cool. Like that's cool, and then I see one up on the next pillar or whatever, and I'm like, what what, what is this? Like, yeah.
1: So I mean, it definitely had it had people talking. The yes. number of times that we had people coming up to us after a show, or just sending us messages, being like, I they really had five different speculative yeah. conversations about that poster, and wow, it was you guys good, good job, kind of thing. Yeah, not something that you can recreate the same way. No. again. it's not. We it, it, it couldn't no. just find another picture and and put it up. And so it kind of um, again if talking about having constraints and then trying to trying to push against them. Yeah, we've always you know since then incorporated some kind of. Um, art project uh, into into the releases of records and kind mm-hmm. of scaled that up each time that time was just Winnipeg for Forgiver we did something across Canada and mm-hmm. this time we've done a more uh, international uh, bent to, to, to what we're doing
0: yeah like this time for the the new album Ten Seated Figures um, you guys did something again just just it, when when I saw the releases and stuff, I'm like, these guys are weird. <laughs> and I mean, again, in a great way because it's like you're really doing something different than just recording, releasing, touring, recording, mm-hmm. releasing, touring. You're you know you're making it interactive for your fans for and for people to discover you. So you guys did. Um, Yes, we... Mi- I'm just going to go, yes, we mystic one and yes, we mystic two. You That's guys what int-
1: we... We've never publicly said yes, we mystic one and yes, we mystic yeah. two. But That is what we internally call it as well. For sure. And everyone has called it this and, and we go, oh man, do we forget the take that out of the press release really, but that's just what it is <laughs> yeah yeah no. that's mystic one against mystic two. and so you guys, i'll acknowledge it here that's what we secretly call it as yeah well. <laughs> which may again makes sense it makes sense yeah and
0: we're not saying who's one and two <laughs>
1: yeah it's just one and two that's that's
0: the yeah so you guys yes we, yes we mystic was in saskatoon mm-hmm. playing a show yeah and yes we mystic was here did you play a show here or was it just um, it was there
1: was a performance aspect to yes. what Yesministic did yes. here, yeah. So was. I
0: mean, it's again, it's one of those things that you guys are kind of pushing boundaries and, like you had said from the very beginning, really doing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that whole kind of thing kind of kind of bubbling up and like wh- where would you think of something like that? Because it's a very Interesting thing to do. Yeah,
1: it was very, very deliberate this time. Um, for our last record, Forgiver, we we very much wrote the album and then tried to find a the kind of thread that went through it and mm. naming it, and then in in the art project that went along with it. And that um, that album, yeah, it was kind of like the art project was the cherry on top of the cake mm. uh, that we that we kind of came up with, and we did. And then. As soon as it was time to start writing for the next one, we knew that we wanted it to be a concept album, and we mm-hmm. knew that we wanted like everything to kind of be built from the ground up together. Yeah, not being icing icing on the cake or the cherry on top, but like the the eggs. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The, <laughs> we knew that that, that the more uh, interconnectivity, like it just it just would be a more thorough exploration of mm. the idea that we were um, that we were looking at. So this album's about false memory it's about um misrememberings and how you know little little misrememberings and, and even like lies that we convince ourselves of can change the way we see the world interact with the world and the world can uh, can see us and you know taking for example if you've ever had a, a memory that, you know, you have absolute certainty yeah. this was this happened to me and then yeah. you know, maybe a relative says that was uh, you know, actually your brother or that, you know, oh you read that and yeah. uh, oh, yeah. you, you find out the thing and then you go, Oh my oh my god, that that thing I was so sure of wasn't uh, wasn't the case after all. So the songs on the album are all different explorations of of that kind of concept. Uh, and then also we wanted to kind of force the the listener and the observer into experiencing that kind of thing uh, themselves, mm-hmm. and so that led to the, the creation of the second yes we mystic. Where we um, there's there's another group of people that are called the yes we mystic. They are uh, artists in their own right, mm-hmm. uh, playwright, actor performance artists, visual artists, and they've done photo shoots and appeared in videos and, yeah. and uh, they've done press and they even appear uh, on the album playing mm-hmm. as well. Uh, it gets to the point on the album where the, the last song, none of the original Yes We Mystic uh, appears in any oh, okay. an form. It's uh, <clears throat> members of the, the second Yes Mystic Mystic and, and others. And uh, we just wanted to kind of artificially make this type of false memory where Mm -hmm. being very aware of how interacting with a band kind of works. Yeah. Online, a poster. There's a long time before you sit down with a band and say, oh, I love this. I'm going to, where you've heard the name. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll check that out. You're very, there's there's like tens of thousands of people that just have this like you're almost almost there with. Yeah. They go, Oh, well, I've yeah. heard of that, my friend said something, or and they're just not quite in your orbit. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of who this is all for. You know, yeah. they'll have seen a poster, they'll have seen a video, and one day maybe they're at a show or they're Watching something from our next record, and they're going, "That oh, I didn't know that's who that band was, or that yeah. I don't remember that face, or I don't remember that name." And we kind of wanted to—we're uh, playing the long game with this one for sure, <laughs> which is awesome. But well, we wanted to, uh, you know, observe that and 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 make people observe that kind of um, the kind of disconnect.
0: How did you guys go about finding the second? Yes, we missed it. Like, did you, did you have ideas already who you wanted to ask to kind of participate in this? We
1: came up with a, you know, list of, of artists that, that we thought would be good and have have the same type of, um, leaning as us in, Mm -hmm. in our artistic, uh, uh, endeavors, but just different types of artistic endeavors. And we, uh, we approached people, had meetings and, uh, kind of told them what was going on and, uh. Yeah, the, the people that we have were very excited about it yeah. and uh, you know there there was a bit of there's structure to it and that certain things had to happen at, a, at certain times mm-hmm. but then there was also uh, a bit of freedom and then opportunity to you know influence and uh, influence the project and collaborate really opening things up in a way that we've not been so uh, we've never left things up to other people as much as mm-hmm. I mean that that dual show that was kind of the the big reveal yeah. we announced that there was gonna be two shows at the same time and uh, you know the, the yes mystic that I'm in mm-hmm. we were walking out on stage in Saskatoon with absolutely zero clue of what they were gonna walk out on yeah. in Winnipeg doing you know this is uh, you know and Eight years building up a, mm-hmm. a name and a reputation, and we yeah. handed it over to these. Well, um, to this this other group with mm-hmm. the same name, and uh, and they did a great job. We hear that that uh, everyone had a really good time. Yeah, and left there uh, amused and thinking and, and feeling. And those mm-hmm. are
0: something you want after a everything, show. Everything like, you even, want, even yeah. if it's seeing like you guys. the the yes we Mystic perform Mm -hmm. i mean just going away and just thinking about you know what just happened up there what did i just hear and just kind of going back to it so i mean the fact you could pull it off all of you the the group of you Mm -hmm. you know in two cities at the same time on the same night is is pretty fun
1: yeah it was kind of the uh the marquee event of the we knew after you know um after vestige and, and and forgiver and those kind of campaigns those both we wanted something a bit more long-term and we're yeah live we gonna kind of experience and have other people experience and kind of catch on slowly yeah. and then and then kind of uh, it could mutate and, and see what happens yeah and that was kind of uh, that was important this time when we were kind of dreaming it all up-hmm and
0: uh, so between uh, forgiver and um, this new album. Yeah, it was about two years, ish. Uh, almost three years to almost. the day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, obviously you guys toured the the first full length, mm-hmm. and then is it hard for you to write songs? Like, because you you said you and Keegan are the 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 kind of primaries. Yeah. Um. So this is just. I mean, obviously you don't want to put garbage out. You you want to put, you know, your best foot forward and your best, you know, you want to make your best art. Um, Is it just one of those things where you just like to kind of take your time until both of you have a good core of stuff or the whole group is like fleshed out a lot of good stuff?
1: Yeah. I mean, it it generally is always taking us two to three months per song. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're quite complex and dense and, you know, they're not only figuring out, like, it, it has to start with a... Solid and catchy and memorable chord and, and, and lyrical yeah. um, bass. Um, and so, you know, hard as it is to believe because there's so much going in, mm-hmm. in uh, happening uh, in the songs, but we do try to make them so you can sit down at a piano and they sound and feel good. Yeah. And so there's, that's its own process and then, you know, building things up and, and finding the right sounds and the right mm-hmm tempo and, and tinkering with everything and it, that takes time and for this album in particular the demos that began they you know the, the files that were called you know idea seven march 8th or whatever yeah. that ended up you know just growing and growing until we're in the studio with that same kind of file mm-hmm. and it, it didn't start again it was yeah it was always mutating and, and improving and you know, they would try it with this keyboard, knowing that it would be that keyboard later, and yeah. and going and, and re-recording and and refining, and uh, and so a lot of it was being um, you know conceived as it was being captured, and mm-hmm. and and so there are parts in this album that very organically are the parts that I was recording when I was making it up, and, yeah. and that's kind of neat thing to. To sit back and, and hear it on the vinyl, and and being like that's definitely not how we've done things in the past, and uh, so it you know allows for these the spontaneity in this kind mm-hmm. of rigid you know um, in this music that we refine again and again and again. So yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah, and then uh, I don't yeah I don't think it could take less time
0: no <laughs> no especially because like you had said it, it, every every song and album is very dense and by the sounds of it it's like do you do you bring the stuff to the band or do you already have kind of fleshed out what you want people to do well, and then they kind of like they'll put their little, little yeah. spin or their little I mean, it, yeah right? it either
1: starts with the the music or or the lyrics sometimes keegan will have a poem and he'll bring mm. it to me and uh you know it this album was written a lot in in the demo process, so mm-hmm. different members would come in and we work on things together. And yeah. For the most part, there's always a point in the Yes We Mystic song where the last piece is a puzzle mm-hmm. where I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this person could play this, this person can play that. And for the longest time, if we had the mandolin in a song, that meant we couldn't have the bass synth. But the bass synth was our main, mm. you know, that was our main bass element on stage. Yeah. For this album, Jody's playing the bass guitar, so that that kind of you know shifted the the uh, the whole dynamic um, in terms of what could be what could be played at the at the same time as yeah. as uh, one another. But usually, I'll you know get to a point where it's like okay, the only person left would be say Jensen, and then Jensen, yeah. you know, think of what, and then maybe we'll bring in Jensen and we'll you know figure figure things out. Jensen was a bad example because she joined that band uh after most of it was written. But for the Yeah, no. You know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's uh get things to a point and then and then flesh it out with with everybody and then there is a point where we learn the songs mm-hmm. and then always when you start to play them in a room, yeah. A bunch of new things come to life. For sure. Where, you know, this is too much or this could be better this way, and then yeah. everybody kind of mutates things until it feels really well uh feels really good together because if it doesn't uh feel good on a stage that means it's not done. Oh, and, for sure. And so we uh then that's a whole other part of the process and then last is is finishing up the recording.
0: Yeah. Um so the the new the new album Tensey Figures, you guys have released two videos for already. Yeah. Uh the first one, Young Evil. Um you were the main. You 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 were the main focus in that in that video. I mean, everybody was in the video, and then, I think that was the first kind of hint. I mean, obviously that the second yes we missed it exists. Yeah. Um, but I just say you were the main um, visual component because yeah. you had to learn. I don't know if you know how to dance, but you had to learn. I did not know no, how to dance. No. You had to learn chore. Oh, <laughs>
2: Choreography. Choreography. (laughs) I was going to say
0: choreographer. No. (laughs) So you had to learn how to do all that stuff. Mm -hmm. How hard was it? And I mean, you said you didn't know how to dance. Is that something you're self-conscious about? Oh, very
1: much so. We just... Letting go? Yeah. I mean, we knew that we wanted it to be bizarre and that it didn't have to be flattering. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not what we were setting out to do. So there was, you know, the onus to like be a slick, cool guy was not there in that video yeah. it wasn't uh you know that that wasn't our aim and, and hasn't been our aim so that mm. you know takes that's a level of relief yeah and that if i had to up, be up there being nick jonas i couldn't do it <laughs> uh so we uh yeah that that so keegan's sister choreographed mm-hmm. um the, uh, Keegan's family owns a dance studio in Transcona. Okay. And so that's always kind of been, you know, a part part of his life and, and, and in the periphery part of my life. Yeah. Uh, I'd never been there. I just, you know, once in a while talk about what's going on at the dance studio yeah. or some mom's teaching this class or that. And so ever since I was a kid, I heard of this dance studio, but I'd never been there until mm-hmm. the first uh, day of rehearsals. And, uh, it was a three month process. Um, we went out there a couple times a week on the, uh, 45 minute bus ride. To- yeah. <laughs> Transco is a far away yeah, No, it's, it's not um, a,
0: even driving. It's not a, like,
2: yeah. it's a different city. Yeah.
1: It's, <laughs> it's out there. Um, and so, yeah, it was definitely, uh, Scary, I, I especially even doing it in front of the band the mm-hmm. first time. Like, it was it was very different uh, when it was being filmed. Yeah. And then, of course, like, we did the first verse, I think, 26 times to oh, get wow. it from all the angles. So, you know, we had never done it, or I'd never ran it through more than three or four times mm-hmm. without a break yeah. in the studio. So, it was definitely, like, <laughs> some of that... Pan- it definitely helped uh, visually because I was more uh panicked and sweaty and, and, and <laughs> you know disturbed than uh, than I could have acted yeah. even.
0: Especially as the takes went on. I'm sure yeah. I mean knowing that, I'm definitely gonna go back and watch it again and just be like See Oh yeah, I get it. So yeah, see the sweat on the hair yeah. and how it jumps around. Yeah, yeah. That's um, not a makeup artist going like S-s-s-s. no yeah, he's gonna yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, there was a little bit of that for sure, um, and
0: uh, also in that video, uh, the other people in the band all have kind of different characters, I guess, mm-hmm. on the the chairs behind yeah. you. Um, did they pick that? Like, I like, this did is, they pick this them? Is, uh,
1: We're playing the super long game on that one. Oh, okay, well, those characters are all from our twenty. Uh, 20- 2017 video for uh, for song called Ceilings off of uh, Forgiver. and so we knew that we were going to be um, doing the the Ten Seated Figures project uh, mm-hmm. at that point, and so we wanted for that video to establish ourselves as other people in this universe, so yeah. that we could then establish um, other Yes for Mystic as. Uh, as the esoteric, oh, okay. in, in the kind of world of our videos, because we yeah. knew that, like having a band playing along to the song is not something we will ever have in a video again. That's that's not us, and that's yeah. not It was strictly for the you know um, for for that uh, for that video and for to that end, and so um, yeah, all those characters are, are held over from uh, an earlier video. And then they, again, continue into the in the one we put out this yeah. week for "Please Bring Me to Safety," which
0: I mean, again, is is super fun that all these like little Easter eggs are just <laughs> you gotta you gotta kind of you gotta do a deep dive and yeah. then kind of follow through and it they just keep popping up, and that's the other thing too. The uh, "Please Bring Me to Safety," um, you guys did faced off against was it against your
1: other your yeah. alter ego whatever
0: yeah. the the other characters. um how hard was that because it's not like you just went to you could have just copped out and did like a a boxing scene or a wrestling scene you could have gone to somewhere that had a ring and just fought it out or something like that but instead you guys have a kind of merry-go-round platform (laughs) with people pushing which also makes for beautiful transitions on the shots how hard was it to like stand on that thing and do what you needed to do?
1: Well, it's interesting. The story of that video is that we knew there would be a second video, mm-hmm. but that was another one of these things that we kind of left up to like seeing where the project went, seeing how it, um, you know, kind of came together and, mm-hmm. and, and, if, you know, ideas morph and, and mutate. So the. Young Evil video, that took the better part of six months to complete, Mm -hmm. uh, but we only filmed the uh, Please Bring Me to Safety video in the middle of March. Oh, okay. So, the process for that one was a lot shorter, and it was a lot... So, we had a meeting with uh, the director, Solomon McPherson, who uh, pitched us ideas, and we Mm -hmm. hadn't even told them um, that what the project was yet yeah, the, yeah. the kind of um the cloud had not been lifted on that mm-hmm. and so we said well kind of hear the ideas and then if it seems like it's going to be a fit and it's all going to work out then we'll kind of say this is yeah. also what we're doing How, you know do you have any ideas for for incorporating that and so one of the ideas that they came to us with was uh this wrestling on a rotating platform mm-hmm. that was the idea and the more we're thinking about it at this meeting we're going, okay, this could you know, this yeah. this fits perfectly. Yeah. And so uh we told them that this was gonna be, you know, what we were doing. Yeah. And it, it just made a lot of sense. Then the uh, the next move was kind of uh you know, figure out the logistics of it. There's a lot of different pairs of people, and mm-hmm. you know, how long that all this can be running oh, for, for sure. and the you know, budgets of that. And so, it the next thing that became apparent was that there's not going to be rehearsal for it, it was going to be filmed as it was happening. Yeah, we were going to fight one another for real on these <laughs> platforms, and we're going to do it one or two times through, and that yeah. was it, you know, and uh, and so, whereas in the Young Evil video, that was very, um, we were we were very involved in the in the creation of that and in mm-hmm. all the steps. This one was more had that meeting. Solomon went away. Yeah, you know, we would hear uh, things every once in a while as to how it was going and uh, what you know fires they're putting out that day or yeah. that week, uh, of which there were many. Mm-hmm. But uh, we finally got there on the day, and uh, yeah, that that platform almost didn't exist it was like moments before the first pair squared off uh was the was the first time that it was like structurally sound and then oh, okay. we're working on it for 10 hours and it was like putting the last nail in going like oh that fixed it okay and <laughs> action <laughs> which we didn't even know about until after it was we, like, it, oh did you know that we almost had to cancel that uh, yeah. shoot which is probably
0: a good thing because that <laughs> might have like trans. Like I would be nervous if I'm yeah. going on something. Well, that-
1: think about this. It's not only spin around. We're body slamming each yeah. other. Like it had to be very kind of secure. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was its own thing. It was, uh, I, I, you know, wrestling another human being in the amount of exertion that that takes I could have never imagined and then you scale that up the more you do it the stronger you are the stronger that the other person is and it just keeps going up until like these people that wrestle each other at a high level they're both extremely strong so it's not going to be any less tiring for them than it is for us who are little weaklings that are fighting each other and uh, it really was a neat uh, portal into a to, into another world for us.
0: One, you guys, it's not like this was a padded platform either, was it? Like it looked no. like it was. It was straight wood. up wood. <laughs> so was there's wood. no. Even though in wrestling it's wood, maybe a little bit of foam, yeah. and then the canvas. This was straight wood. There's
1: straight wood. I feel like there, like there was maybe a little bit of kind of spring to it, yeah, but that was not intended that was like structural <laughs> deficiency yeah exactly it's
2: not
0: what they planned to do yeah, it's like it's just, that so last nail just gave it a little, a little yeah. bounce or something a little bit of bounce you just hope you don't hit the nail yeah um so do you guys have plans for any more videos for to for this album we
1: did a couple live videos at uh big fun festival okay so that was right before we announced the record mm-hmm. and uh, we did it with a nine piece string group from yep. Montreal, uh, collective noof, which also was, recorded
0: on the album. I was very bummed. I could not see that. I big fun is hands down one of my favorite festivals yeah. because it's a wonderful eclectic mix of music. It's not just pop. It's not just R and B or hip hop or whatever. Yep. They've got a little bit of everything for someone. Yeah. And maybe you'll find something you like that yep. you didn't know you liked. So, really, really great but, festival. But I was out of the city that weekend. And I was super pissed off. So I saw <laughs> your guys' announcement. I'm like, that would
2: have been.
1: I'm like, that would be amazing. I'm like, <laughs> it was uh, probably the highlight of our lives thus far. Yeah. It was really, uh, really, really special night and to to play with that group and that kind of caliber of artist was uh an honor mm-hmm. and uh yeah, we do have a couple couple videos coming out from that show that uh that are really nice and kind of let that night live on a little bit more yeah and uh even from the from the public perception that was the the album hadn't been announced mm-hmm. yet, so that was kind of this out of nowhere uh collaborative show mm-hmm. whereas in, in in actuality they had uh recorded a couple s- songs on our album uh secretly a couple months before so okay. it was the uh second second thing we had done together um and so some of the parts that they played uh they played that on the album as well okay. and, and so that was uh that was really neat um, cause that was the one part of the recording process that I was not there for that happened in Montreal and was, uh, engineered by some, uh, some different folks okay. and I was just twiddling my thumbs at home being like, <laughs> I hope this is going well. Yep, uh, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it turned out fantastic and they're, they're amazing and we do have some plans to do some more with them in the future, which is really nice and, uh, yeah. When
0: when stuff like that is kind of out of your hands, do you do you stress about it at all? Are you hundred percent? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, it's not not like I. I don't know you as, as being in a band, um, but like, would you say you not a control freak, but like you like to know at least even hear how things are going or just that kind of thing? Do you yeah, like I like to like, get updates. I uh... more so even be there and just kind of because. You know, yeah, it's
1: your band. It's your I, yeah. I I produced this uh, album, so it really had my thumbs in the mm-hmm. pie. I don't know, is that the right
2: yeah expression? It, I mean, <laughs> uh, whatever, I, I was there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, or whatever. I I I was around, and 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 uh, I uh, yeah. Did, did I, you... I loved the uh, every every aspect of being in the band from yeah. We were always very hands on, even putting up posters and and even this Garrick show for us mm-hmm. is a is a change in that we uh, really have put on our own shows in the city mm-hmm. since the beginning it's always're we the ones you know calling up the venue making the playlist yeah booking the opening bands putting up the posters and yeah and we kind of grew things that way ourselves and then that's uh, you know that aspect of putting on a show is one of one of my favorite things for sure mm-hmm. and, and so um some of that's out of our hands this time too yep. and so i think that's just part of uh you know growing up and, growing, and scal- scaling up, up yep. we, we can't do everything forever and, yeah. and, and so yeah, haven't mentioned the you know we're working for, with a record label for the first time yep. and how much that has uh changed things for us on the day-to-day you know mm-hmm. ha- having other people that are looking out for uh you and and having um you know if there's a problem and not just entirely your the uh, place to solve it and yeah and just like you know having having the record label, the biggest difference is having people that every single day mm-hmm. of my life were talking and yeah. uh and solving problems and coming up with ideas and 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 uh you know putting, putting things together, so that's, yeah. that's like, just in terms of, you know, being in a band is quite a stressful thing, and, mm-hmm. and there's uh there's a lot of stress going around, but that's, uh, you know, more than anything, improved, improved quality of life, even, just as For a, sure. just as a human, and we're very, very uh, fortunate, and 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 privileged to be able to say that. So that's uh, something we don't take for granted, for sure.
0: And the record label you guys are on is uh, Devil Duck Records. Yeah. uh, That has, I mean, two, uh, has a a great roster, but the two that, because I did do some research, (laughs) I did check some things out, um, have two amazing, two of my favorite bands, uh, Shred Kelly and The Dead South
1: on Mm -hmm. it. How did you guys kind of come into working
0: with Devil
1: Duck? It's, uh yeah, you know, it came from uh, playing a festival in uh, Victoria in 2015. Okay. And we, you know, it, how much of the music industry is really just getting along with people. And, oh, for sure. And, and putting yourself out there to, you know, like... And showcases especially. Yeah. it So much depends on, you know, we've played showcases where 100% of the energy has gone into... Meeting people and having fun with those people, and then yeah. some days you're just like let's go back to where we're staying and go to bed and or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, I, and I I was reflecting on this uh, that the, the time I most you know put energy into clicking with people and having a good weekend was mm-hmm. at that festival in 2015, uh, Breakout West in, in Victoria, and, and uh, you know, I was suddenly. You know, going out for drinks with the European delegation and other bands. <laughs> going, this, why is this guy getting to do that? Yeah, because we were having fun together, yeah. and made a lot of great connections that weekend. Uh, and so York, who runs uh, Devil Duck Records uh, from Germany, mm-hmm. he uh, you know that was right before we put out Vestige. I you know gave him that seven inch, and yeah. then we talked about the record uh, forgiver that we were working on and so they helped us with that in a, in a smaller capacity mm-hmm. so they uh they did you know helped us with some press releases and and um you know some promotion of that album in germany and and we had a separate run of records that we did with them over there but uh this time we signed on for the for the world with these nice these guys so they're um they just opened up uh, a office here in Canada and the States, and all really great people that are, you know, really believe in it and are, mm-hmm. are working really hard. So that's that's, that's awesome. Uh, more than we ever dreamed of. Really, really, really nice to be working with. Yeah. And so yeah, Shred Kelly, we've in <clears throat> the Dead South. I mean, we've uh, now played a couple shows with both of them mm-hmm. in different. Uh, Regards, mostly in in Europe, uh, and uh, very very nice folks. Yeah, yeah. So just a nice roster, nice people. I think mm-hmm. is a, is a very uh, important aspect there, and, and something that we uh, love to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and so you guys have the album dropping uh, April nineteenth. 19th. April nineteenth. 19th, this yep. will be out after that, but yeah. say April nineteenth. It's gonna be a and what a release
1: it was. Yes, it was so
0: good. <laughs> Uh, April nineteenth uh, worldwide. Yeah. Um. And then you guys have your record release party mm-hmm. April twenty seventh at the Garrick. Yes. Um. Where, again, upon doing my research, <laughs> yes, we Mystic, one and two, will be on the same stage at the same time for the first time ever. Maybe last time we don't know. But yeah, we'd, it's,
1: you know. it's a it's a one night only uh, event. So we're we're doing. There'll be the ten of us on stage for the record, Ten Seated Figures. Mm-hmm. Uh and that's uh it's gonna be something else really really excited for it.
0: Are you guys having any is there are there any openers or anything? Yes, Slow like... Spirits Opener. Oh, okay. Uh I, I wasn't...
1: fantastic band. I guess they're from Brand I think of them as a Winnipeg band. But yeah, they're, yeah, they're one of our favorite bands from the province. And I feel like the last like six times we've been on a show or something like that we've um Talk to them. and mm-hmm. You know, someone's on tour. and They got a show the next week, or you know, whatever. Yeah. And then finally, it lined up. So we we're very uh, fortunate to have them uh, for this for this show, which is the uh, biggest of ours thus far. Yeah, it's, it
0: should be great. I mean, the Garrick puts on great shows, and it always sounds really good in there. Yeah, um, I am very excited to see this. I'm hopefully <laughs> going to be at this show. <laughs> Provided my schedule doesn't fuck me over, yeah. but you know that's the
1: plan. Busy guy, yeah, I got lots of. That's, that's that's the the bread and butter time, right? The, yep,
0: is the evenings. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, so twenty seventh at the Garrick, um, and then you guys head off to Europe for about a month.
1: Yep ish. Just uh, just under a month. Yep. We're going to the uh, UK and, and Germany, we've. we've uh, gone a bunch of times to the uk mm-hmm. we've only been once before and that was quite limited so this is a first uh kind of more extended uh tour in the uk and then one in denmark which uh which is really fun we, yeah last time we were in europe we we played a couple in denmark and uh there's this this great guy that saw us at a festival in germany and you know, told our agent, okay. Every time uh, they come back to <laughs> Europe, they're coming uh, for a couple of Denmark. Nice, and so that, you know, just these little connections and that, how it, thats how it—it uh, it all works. So it's God. cool. Yeah, and then we and then we do uh, Canada after that. Only a couple days. Yes, of dates in and you—you you guys
0: actually in July? You're going out to Yellowknife, doing, doing which to is Yellowknife. Yeah. that's pretty awesome.
1: Like, certainly uh, never been there, and no. very very excited to. I think that's the last one of the whole tour. We'll get okay. like, a bunch more Canadian dates to be to be announced. Yeah. But uh that will be the kind of end of phase one of the Ten Seated Figures tour. And yeah. what a neat spot to be able to end off there. Oh for sure. That's and a I, great festival as well.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. I looked at like the talent, like I think Atlanta uh is, Snotty Nose Reds kids are yeah. there.
1: Winter Sleep, Leo yeah. Pomenta. It's yeah, really I neat. saw
0: that and then I like all. I mean, I just look at bands first. And yeah. then I look I look at the dates and then I'm like holy shit, I'm like, Yellowknife, that's in July? Like, that's... you couldn't pay me enough to get up in there in the winter. But, you know, in July, it's going to be beautiful up there. Yeah. And yeah, I can't even imagine how excited all you guys are to, yeah, that's, to just it, get up there.
1: That's something else. Yeah.
0: So if people want to check out uh, Yes We Mystic, where should they head to?
1: I mean, Yes We Mystic is uh, not a name that uh, other people are really clamoring to have. That's so true. pretty much if you can think of a website uh, that you know, a band might be on, for the most part, it's that website, slash Yes We Mystic. Yep. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, Yep. Uh, YesWeMystic.com is very pretty. Yeah, it, uh, it, it really is. <laughs> I,
0: I checked it out today, and I'm like, it's a really yeah. nice website. For like, a,
1: it's, it's it's interesting. I was like, you know, even for a big band, like when you're on Radiohead.com, you yeah. don't really go there that often. Yeah. Or for a kind of mid-level band such as us. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I can't imagine that too many people are browsing com on a yeah. daily basis. But our designer, uh, Eric Dizon, uh, in Montreal, he did uh, this record and, and all the promo materials for yeah. it, including the website. And it's just, it's really yeah. beautiful thing. Yeah, he that it's killed like, it. It's too bad no one's ever going to look at this, because that's... <laughs> well, I mean,
0: yeah, that's the hard part, too, is like...
1: Like why would we really need to send people there? Yeah, like really.
0: websites are great, and f- especially for me who like I, I use it for like research and you yeah. know it shows the discographies and yeah you know events and whatever. But I mean now everyone's basically on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, yeah, and Snapchat. I guess I don't know. I'm I'm old and I still don't get it. So <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. TikTok's really
1: the new one, it, I hear. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. It's well, great. No, <laughs> That's uh, short dance videos. Is I hear what TikTok oh, is. Oh, okay. Is that, have you heard the song uh, "Old Town Road" by uh, Little Nas
0: X. Yeah, yeah, I this sure have.
1: Yeah, I I could talk for another hour about that song because <laughs> uh, I love it. But uh, that that song's popularity apparently was fueled by uh, going viral on TikTok.
0: Oh, okay because yeah I
1: just I, I actually because I,
0: I fall down these YouTube rat holes yeah and I'm like the first one was uh, uh some uh, rapper a west covered little Nas X and I'm like yeah. okay I'm like this is not great like he him his version I'm yeah. like I don't love it like it's I don't know his cadence and just his voice I'm like oh what this not great and then I checked out this little Nas X song and I'm like This is this is weird. Like
1: this is every part of this. Why why do I love this? It's true. I kind of yeah. It's like (laughs) this. I it shouldn't be, but I'll 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 defend that. Yeah, that's the whole. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I like you when you know art can be derived from humor. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's kind of you're not going to the. Metropolitan Museum and having much of it be like, oh, ha-ha. Yeah. But there's a whole, there's lots of great stuff out there that kind of blossomed from, yeah. wouldn't it be funny if, you mm-hmm. know? And that song, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it started with, would oh. it be funny if. Yeah. But it, you know, tapped into a moment for sure. And then it just is uh, you know, all these, all these great Kind of questions to to grapple with about mm-hmm. country music, race, and, and all this. Yeah. And there's kind of this reckoning going on about yeah. that, and it's just you know out of uh, out of this little song, it's it's yeah. uh, it's something else. I've been kind of obsessed for a couple of weeks. I've i my my new obsession
0: has been, and again, I don't know why because I don't I like her, but I don't like her, and I'm trying okay. to figure out if I like her is uh, Billie Eilish.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. like,
0: do I like this? I'm like I do, but now why do I like this? Because yeah. it's
1: it's something new, it's something exciting. I, and I mean she's again,
0: not to use the word too much, but I have she's weird, Yeah. but in a really fun way. Like yeah. just and I I was really blown out of the water when I'm like, She's only seventeen? Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, like
1: Yeah, I haven't uh dove too deep into Billy Eilish Uh yet we when we were uh, me and my girlfriend were painting our bedroom mm-hmm. and we listened to the uh record. Yeah. And uh and, and I've heard it a couple times and just the sounds are so neat. Yeah. The you know, the songs are dark but you're catchy and, yeah. and I think that's uh you know, I was identify with that yeah. way of doing things quite a bit you yeah know? and, and her, really visuals, like her visuals like her videos, yeah. like
0: for bad guy I'm like again so weird but so much fun to like I was enthralled the whole time and then I'm like well, I gotta watch this again because yeah. I, I know I miss things and it's like yeah this is this is a lot of fun yeah. so yeah That's it's cool. yeah again it's, it's really nice to see artists creating more than and again not that music is an art but to put visual elements with that mm-hmm. so Going right back to what I said at the beginning, you guys are doing that wonderfully. And it's it's been Thank awesome you. to watch you grow and just watch I'm, I like, I'm already excited for what's coming out next. Cause <laughs> I mean, the the, the Ten seater figures thing isn't even done yet. But I'm like, I, I just wanna hop in your brain and be like, what what are they doing next? Like, <laughs> what are they doing, you know, two, three albums from now? Like, cause, you know, are we yeah. gonna get a call back to like Vestige or maybe pre like it's I'm very excited, so...
1: Yeah, I've always been... I think something that we've come back to a lot of times is, like, I think my favorite album cover of all time is uh, David Bowie's 2013 album, The Next Day. So the album is... It's it's just the album cover of Heroes, except there's this big white square over his face Mm -hmm. and it just says, The Next Day. And it's so, like, dismissive of... And it's kind of, like... It takes this very iconic thing of his mm-hmm. and kinda just like shits all over it a little bit. Yeah. And it's so like it just felt so like risky and bold to see yeah. it. And and just that, you know, taking what has been done before or and and, and that, that that level what you have done before yeah. and not being afraid to Kind of turn it on its head, or play with it, or and not be kind of reckless with it. I think is uh, is something that's artistically exciting. Yeah, for sure. So I imagine we will revisit, you know, yes. things. <laughs> yes, I don't know. We have we don't have the uh, <laughs> the grand plan for the number three dreamed up yet, but yeah. uh, he he's winking at me right now. By the <laughs> way, everyone.
0: they got it. They know. Well, Adam, thank you so much for sitting down with me and. I'm super excited to see the show on the 27th at the Garrick and hopefully a few other ones throughout the summer. Yeah. Thanks so much. Awesome. There you go. There was my conversation with Adam from Yes We Mystic. I had a really great time doing this one, just getting to hang out with them. Not someone I get a chance to hang out with outside kind of a a show type atmosphere, just kind of say hi, bye kind of thing. But it was really great for him to have me in his house. And just a chance to sit down and talk about Yes We Mystic, kind of where they came from. Because I didn't know a lot about the band, but it was an amazing time just learning about it. Like I said, uh, on the intro and we talked about in the interview, they have a new album out. Ten seated figures, go pick it up, do yourself a huge favor. Um, And the album release on April 27th at the Garrick with Slow Spirit. Definitely get tickets for that. Uh, If you can't get them in advance, show up at the door. You're going to pay a little bit more, but that's the price you pay for uh, sitting on your ass and not doing it. Uh, Big uh, shout out to our sponsor, DivineShirtCompany.com. If you need band merch or one-off t-shirts made, hit up Scott at uh, info at DivineShirtCompany.com. They do screen printing, vinyl transfers, embroidery, and a lot more, and at reasonable prices. You're not going to pay an arm and a leg to get two arms in your head in a t-shirt. Yeah, see what I did there. All right, I'm I'm, I'm smart. I'm I'm good like that. Um, uh, we've got a lot more things coming up. I've got a bunch of interviews in the can, ready to go. Uh, as always, big thanks to Mike Lipanowski for doing my audio production technician, whatever I'm gonna call him. Uh, he didn't get a chance to work on this one because he is on vacation. But we've got a lot more coming up. We've got a couple plan or a couple done and ready to go. It just needs to get out there. Uh, I am gonna play a few songs from Yes we mystic uh, two of them off the uh, the new album, the first one <clears throat> excuse me uh, from their newest uh, single, their newest video and again if you get a chance to go watch these people's video, go do it. it's they're a lot of fun we we touched on them in the interview but they're just man, I can't even imagine what Adam had to go through for the the bring me back to safety video or no yeah no which one am i talking about here yeah the the one where he dances the young evil one yes it's i oh man i can't imagine how long it takes to to go through that and just learn the the dance moves and i would be ugh, not even anyway i'm mumbling and ramb- rambling on so we're going to get to to some music uh first up is uh young evil that's off the new album, 10 Seated Figures. And then we've got Bring Me to Safety, also off the new album. And we're going to play an older one called Ceilings. Um, And I hope everybody really enjoys it. Keep supporting. I mean, the best way to support me, tell your friends about us, rate us on iTunes, and just keep supporting us. And we look forward to uh, bringing you some more.
2: Peace. Mm-hmm.